0: Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome. We have a special guest again this week, and I am so excited to pick his brain. Um, I feel like our guest is on the cutting edge of technology and health and health for everyone. I'm so excited for the questions, and I think you listeners will love this one.
1: Absolutely. So, welcome to the podcast, Ari Tula. Now, um, I understand some of what we're going to be talking about today is your story and how you came to be. And Ari is an angel investor and an advisor for several, like Kay said, kind of cutting edge tech companies, especially companies that are involved with biohacking like Aura. And I always wear my Aura ring. Yes. And I've talked about it in several of our podcast episodes. So, I'm really excited to have you on today because yeah we we love the idea of biohacking and i especially love the idea of bringing that to the masses so i think you're really on the cutting edge of that and now you have it's a supplement company LO, that's focused on bringing specific nutrients to people is is that right
2: yeah so um uh, i've been uh, i've been working in the tech for a long time um started uh in the late 90s and uh, that was, of, of course, a different world when we, you know, the, the websites were just about to be invented and uh, yeah. we didn't really have smartphones. And remember the old great time when you don't have a thing blinking in your pocket, you know, every five yep. minutes? Yes. You <laughs> it were, you was were nice. not addicted to scrolling yes. a feed with your thumb, you know, bloody for five hours a day. Yes. There was a world like that not long ago. And we can tell the free. kids about it. <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. Absolutely. But, but yeah, it's it's just interesting to you know I I'm from Finland, um, you know the the, the small uh, country in northern Europe, and uh, not not from the southern part of Finland, but from the northern part of Finland, that is on the same level of uh, uh, as maybe you know, Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. And uh, if you've been there, you know it's like there are polar bears and and, and snow and uh, and darkness and yes. light in the in the summer. So very bipolar um, world to to you know grow up. And uh, I've been slowly creeping into the southward, and now, today I'm living in California, in San Francisco. So I've been, I kind of saved myself from the darkness in the winter.
1: Yes, you have migrated for yes. sure.
0: <laughs> We're only halfway there. We yeah. we need to get further south, a lady. <laughs> yeah.
2: So cr- slowly crawling to you know to the equator. I hope in the end. Yes. And, uh, yes. But I was I was really lucky as a as a like you ask about you know like it's always really interesting to talk about the the what but you know i always prefer the why yeah. like because we, we all have we can all go and read you know the resume on the linkedin or whatever but you know often we don't know what's behind people what are the motivations people have and why do they do what they do because we all have a good reason yeah. maybe we like ourselves but you know at least we have a reason to do what we do mm-hmm. and you have you guys have great reasons you know do a podcast and you know you do great work at it so i mean um, we, we all have our, our, our stories and I think mine is maybe uh, a bit unique in a sense that you know I, I came from this sort of small town in, in Finland and you know I ended up in the end you know building companies in the Silicon Valley and uh, I had a dream as a kid to be a, a hockey player every Finn you know ice hockey is like the thing in yes. uh, the football in, uh, in mm-hmm. Finland you know you have half a year of the Half the, half the year, you have snow on the ground and ice, so you can easily skate to school almost, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> um, awesome. but uh But I, I played hockey for my youth and, you know, really wanted to be a, a NHL player. And uh, maybe I'm just an uh, inch to sort and maybe not as clever as I hoped. <laughs> and a um, few of my teammates, they end up going to to play in, the, in, the, in the Canada and the U.S. And, you know, I was very envious about them. And I decided then that, you know, maybe my path is to go you know study and and try to do different things and uh in the end i, I ended up you know play in the nfl of the of the startups in the in the silicon valley in san francisco and and it's been a really fun fun journey and i'm really you know blessed about you know some people who helped me along the way especially my my parents who who introduced me to you know computers when I was very young, maybe six years old in the early 80s, when people didn't really know what a computer is. Yeah. And and then I was able to get connected to the web, internet, before it was called internet in mid 90s. Yeah. And and that really made me who I am today because you know you were able to do things as a kid that the, your parents had no idea of. Right. And um, I was making money by playing video games in mid 90s. I was the one of the first people in the world to do that and. And um, I became one of the top players in in the world and some of the early games on the online world, kind of like World of Warcraft or what are the games today that are similar. Those were games with no graphics. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. There were, you know, 20, 20 30,000 people playing the games and... And um, and I met a lot of people that, you know, are still my good friends today. And and these people ended up building, you know, companies and gaming companies and, you know, be the leaders of the innovation in this field that, you know, just happened to happen when I was at the right age.
1: Yeah. Right. Wow. The- my
0: son would love you. I'm going to have him see your face. I was <laughs> going to say
1: my husband would love you. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that's the, all cool. the leading tech people, I think, started out with those early video games. That's true. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it it was the time, and and today it's different. Like today it's going to be then AI or and uh, and we as as parents today, I don't think you know, I, I don't think I give credit for my children who are growing up now that you know they will do stuff that I don't understand, and yeah. I might be saying that no, I mean like, are you sure that's a good idea? Why don't we go you know camping? Uh, but you know, my parents gave me the freedom, and uh, you know, when I was high school, I played video games and I was involved in this online universe, maybe ten hours a day, and barely went to school. <laughs> and, you oh. know, I know I ended up pretty well in the end. <laughs> 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 you did pretty good for yourself, yeah. So, so in a way, you know, it it it's not about that, and that's a good reminder, I think, for 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 me at least, when I have you know my kids growing up, that you know, it's not they they are not a reflection of me. They are their own beings and let them back pave their own way to yeah. the world and let them le- teach me uh, about the new world so yeah. that's kind of how i try to roll but in you know, it's tough because you know you, you have your own convictions and your own yeah. point of view on yeah. things okay I have, and, a,
0: that, so, I have a question that's pure itching. wisdom yeah i have a question itching in my soul what did your parents do for a living i'm just curious
2: my 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 father is a is a research scientist, and uh, okay. he worked mainly on construction side, like, you know, for example, how to build uh, skyscrapers in a uh, permafrost in uh, Hokkaido. So we lived in Japan at one point, for example, when I was a kid. And uh, that's very unique that you are crawling in this sort of a, a basement of a skyscraper that is built on ball bearings. So it yeah. won't collapse in an er- earthquake. <laughs> yeah. So a bit different than maybe maybe most. But My mom is a te- I was a teacher for a long time. So uh they had long holidays uh maybe you know two months a year and you know we we never bought a new car we went to travel so i visited 50 countries before i was maybe 15 years old it's so a pretty unique upbringing in a way that you you get to see the world and you get to you know live in different countries a little bit and and uh, exposed to different cultures at a cool. uh, young age so i mean and also giving me kind of you know the opportunities to you know, do things i i loved so it was really i mean they did great work i hope to be as good of a parent as as they were
1: well so far your perspective sounds like you will be i, I think agree. i just gleaned a lot of wisdom from that one yes. minute yes. discussion about letting your children be their own people and yep. letting them teach you and yeah yeah like you said they're not necessarily a reflection of you they're yep. a reflection of who they're meant to be and they're going to teach us how to live in their new world and it's their world too. So. Yeah, yeah. Super <laughs> I love wise. that. So, tell me, how did you end up then, kind of moving into investing in some of those more health-based companies? What what drove that? Yeah. What's that your health way? side? Where did that come from? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I was uh, I was really like you know, and I still love the the idea that you know we have new ideas that uh, are popping up from nowhere, like now the ChatGPT or the AI. And of course, you know, they've been in development for 20 years. But, (laughs) you know, for most people, they happened yesterday and they are new. Uh, I've been working on those for a long time. So it wasn't that sudden, but it was sudden the scale and magnitude when these things pop up. Same with the the smartphones. So I I was um, really lucky also when I, because I wanted to work, you know, in a global roles and Finland is a very small country. And that time, you know, when I was growing up, it was not as easy to go study in let's say Stanford or, mm-hmm. you know, wherever, like today you can do that, but then it was difficult. So I wanted to kind of work in a, in a global business. So I ended up working at uh, at Nokia, the Finnish um, uh, cell phone company that, you know, was the biggest company in the world for a moment when I started there mm-hmm. in valuation of companies and, and what they did, they invented kind of the cell phone to, to some extent. And then they, they built the first smartphone. That was a, they didn't call it a smartphone. They called it a mobile computer. Or we call it mobile computer mm-hmm. but um, it was uh, a device you can take photos and video and all these things and um, one of the things i was working on that side was on the on the gaming like how do we build mobile games so i worked very closely with some companies like uh, like rovio the angry birds that you know some people might have seen and i think i'm the first person who saw the game before anyone outside the company who built it and and they were developing games for us my team and uh, I don't think we, we, we played a game and we were like, this is pretty good. Uh, but I had no idea that, you know, there would be two billion people playing the game. <laughs> Angry <laughs> the birds. <laughs> yeah. And, and we didn't buy the game. We let them publish it themselves. And that made that company, you know, big company. They are public now. They have made movies and so forth. So yeah. it was really wonderful to see my friends, you know, to build <laughs> build this game. Uh, so I, I I kind of was involved in that world. And one thing we did that um, kind of uh, let me think about healthcare at that that time quite a bit was that we, we were building the uh, one of the first smartphones. This is before iPhone and Android, and there was a there was a small chip inside the phone that tilted the photos from portrait to landscape automatically. You mm-hmm. remember it was typical mm-hmm. before that. Yeah, you took a photo, you had to tilt them all around. So there was this chip that basically was doing knowing whether you are landscape or portrait, mm-hmm. uh, a motion sensing chip, and uh, some of the people, you know, in, in Nokia, they were looking at that and they were like, "This looks like a really capable thing." And they are clever, you know, engineers. So they were building different things on top of it, and they realized that you can build a step counter on that chip. Oh, so we uh-huh. basically built the first ever step counter, and and um, the team came up with the idea of ten thousand steps that you know I think billions of people do today. Yep. Right. Um, it was just this random study they found in Japan that you know told that ten thousand steps might be the right amount, mm-hmm. and that became a you know it, it became a common lore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Person who came up with that idea, and I don't there was not like a final research behind it. Um, but that was the idea that, you know, people started to uh, use the phones. And we saw when we put that into, there was a, this app, uh, like long time ago, 15, 20 years ago, where you, it's on automatically. And if you walk 10,000 steps, it will say like, da-da or something. You can see the numbers Yeah. and suddenly, you know, millions and millions of people are using the app every day Yeah. and they talk about it. in you know, people talk about the TV, there was not Twitter yet, but you know, people talk about it on media. And we were like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Like, you know, we just did this thing. And then, you know, it became this massive movement. Right. And then, you know, companies started to build like Fitbit and others gaming and built you know, systems around it. So I learned that, you know, there's games. And, I you know, I've been building games for a long time. So I was like, ha, huh, there's a game outside of the game in a way. Mm-hmm. You are gamifying the world around you right. by doing these things. And that was me a big biffon in a way that, wow, like you can actually get people to move people to be healthier yeah. by building this simple, simple game. It was just one thing. It was like calculating your steps and giving you a, a, a score. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But that was an eye opening moment that, you know, I think we can use the, the video games and the idea of playing into something more fundamental. And after that, I've been involved in many, many cases where we use gaming as a part of uh, uh, education, for example, I'm involved in a company that is educating and, and teaching. Kids to learn to play a guitar or an instrument, and I don't know, fifty million people have now learned to play guitar, for example, with the with the system they built. Cool, and that's a really big impact because if you learn to play guitar or piano, it has a fundamental impact on your brain plasticity. Mm -hmm. You you won't have you know maybe Alzheimer's or dementia at old age. Mm -hmm. It's like learning another language. You 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 make your brain better at coping with old age. So those are kind of interesting things. But then I think you know. long story short I think you know the the, the reason why I, I really got into healthcare was more close to my heart so my 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 girlfriend now now wife today uh she had a, a thyroid tumor in her neck about uh, 22 years ago mm-hmm. so there was a fist sized lump in her neck out of nowhere she so was mm-hmm. a you know 20 plus year old and you know, healthy athletic woman and uh, never had any health issues before so suddenly you you end up, you know, in this moment that you think about like, what does it mean? Like, you know, we had to be in an operation table, a pretty complicated operation to take it out. Luckily, there was no, you know, there's no tumors beyond that. Uh, But uh, it was made us think about mortality, made us think about, you know, health in a very different way. Because Mm -hmm. normally when you're 20 something, you think about like, where do we go party or Mm -hmm. what do we do on a weekend? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you don't think about these things. And and what it ha- what happened because they took other thyroid part out, um, she ended up in these complicated uh, hormonal imbalances. Right. These things that you know many women are having, especially that you know like autoimmune mm-hmm. um, and issues that are, are very complicated to to treat. We really don't know. We don't have a pill okay. for them to, even today. And um, it made it impossible for us to have a family ever. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a tough thing to hear when you found love of your life and you know you're thinking about you know the future together mm-hmm. and and at young age we were like well i mean we were not that worried about it because you're we so young we didn't we have not planned to you know have a kid then and there right but then over the next 10 years we spent a lot of our time on on trying to find a resolution mm-hmm. uh we went to eastern the western medicine yep. we we learned about mindfulness and the impact of your body and hormones mm-hmm. and in the end we realized that food we had a really good doctor in the u.s who was helping us to kind of guiding us through and talking about the way um, inflammation happens in our body because of the food you eat mm-hmm. and we cut you know most of the things that are inflammation related like um, carbs and um, and some meat and um, and, and so forth mm-hmm. and basically her body was able to heal itself well, uh, after a decade we, we finally you know we were like yeah we are good to go and then of course we realized that you know uh we were not fully compatible from the you know the, the sperm and the egg perspective we had to go to IVF in the end and and that worked on on, on a first go it was a miracle in a way and yeah, and then absolutely. we had a totally unrelated issue that then our first son died oh it's just like it's unbelievable that you go through this whole most of, for this long and then this happens in the end and, and yeah. today you know we have to two, two healthy kids today so I mean we yeah. are, we are feeling good about it, but it was a really tough time in a yeah. way. And, yes. and we decided both at that moment that like, 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 like fuck, what are we going to do? Like, right. you know, you, yeah. you spent, we, had, we had, we had a great careers We had, we had really great lives, but, you know, we had this one hope that, you know, you have a family and then, you know, this happened at the end, like, and it wasn't really anyone's fault. Right. Um, so you are like, what, what to do about it? And, um, and we decided to, we sold all, basically our possessions more or less like our, our house or whatever. And uh built this sort of a small investment fund. We started to invest in uh, in in healthcare companies, you know, that are making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a small amount of money, you know, like bigger scheme of things, but you know, something you know we felt good about. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also we, um, I started uh, a healthcare company called Better Doctor. I left the mm-hmm. video game world and the and the kind of the, the app world and. Uh, the idea was to help people find a doctor because we had a hard time finding our own doctor and maybe we had some wrong people helping us along the way. That's why what happened happened. Yeah. And my wife actually, you know, she went to study again a little bit and she became in there and, uh, a Mario consultant, worked with Maricondo. Oh, wow. And uh, so cool. very different. She was in the politics and doing like big corporate stuff before. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh-huh. So we
2: changed our life completely because of that incident about, you know, you know, 12, 13 years ago. and yeah. um, wow. And I decided to spend 30 years of my life, but, but I have left at you know at least I don't know, like running companies or whatnot to to focus on investing in healthcare and these companies and also building healthcare companies and now I'm doing the third third one now uh, myself and it's been a it's been a great journey and um, I have realized over the years that you know I I spoke to thousands of people about you know the the struggle of finding right care. Yeah. And um, and now I want to spend the next decade talking about like, you know, how do we how do we fix the the basic issues like the nutrition today because we right. we all know what we should eat, mm-hmm. but none of us are doing the right thing and we are getting heavier, sicker. Our life expectancy is declining now for the first time ever, mm-hmm. except maybe in a you know second world war and black death in Europe, but you know, it's a very odd moment that you know we kind of know what to do, we have access to everything, but we are killing ourselves by by not moving enough, being too stressed and not eating right.
1: Right, absolutely. Wow,
0: what an incredible story. What a story, I know I need to like take that all in. You've had an incredible life um,
1: of high highs and low lows. Yeah, and kind of underlying it all is this theme of wanting to make the world a better place. I mean, how incredible that you turned what was a really devastating experience into something that drove you yeah. to improve yeah the the healthcare system for other people. And I I do think, you know, the healthcare system we have now, if we can even really call it the healthcare system, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least in the United States, is it, it needs a lot of help. And it it yeah, it's more of a sick care system mm-hmm. at this point. And so I love the idea of the better doctor, of helping people find mm-hmm. the doctors who can really help them, who are compatible with them. Um, I know my husband and I struggled to conceive our child. It took us three years, and we went through a lot of doctors too in that time period of, that didn't really fit with us or, or help us with our goals. So um, I think it's really a beautiful thing that you created something to help people with that, that process too. Yes, i a doctor.
0: Yeah, I'm so impressed with the way that you go about life that when there's a, a tragedy or a problem and you're like, I want to help others. I want to build something huge that can impact everyone for the better. It's, that's incredible and really admirable. So
1: thank you for being you. Yeah. We appreciate that. And even when you were in the video game world, it was all about making people's lives better. Yeah, Whether it was through enrichment and helping their brain develop or through getting them to to get up off the couch and move. That's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, how
0: crazy cuz I check my my steps every day and how crazy that like you're a part of that. Like
1: yeah. what, what a wild world we live in. But. Yeah, right. I'm just thinking of how foundational that that is. I remember yeah. I remember getting a Fitbit for the first time yes. when I was like I don't remember how old I was in my early 20s and being able to do uh the competitions with friends and how it would just motivate you beyond belief. It might be the yes. end of the day and somebody else yeah. is 5,000 steps ahead of you. Yeah. And so then you get up and you go for a couple of laps around the block because you want to pass that person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It definitely got me moving. So, yeah.
0: so good. <laughs> so
1: cool that you were part of the foundations that created systems like that, that really aimed at getting people moving. And so today you're, you're one of your companies is LO and, and so tell us a little bit about that and what it, what services that company offers and um, how that a- applies to people.
2: Yeah. So I had an idea about, I don't know, 12 years ago when I was starting to better doctor, we had another idea that we called uh, social food. And uh, we were debating with my, my co-founder, whether we, you know, built this doctor finder thing. I mean, we didn't really know much about healthcare. I was a super user. But sure. I didn't know how it works. Sure. I didn't know how to make money on a, on a service like that. Right. We we didn't really know many many doctors beyond our patient relationship that I had had. Right. And and the other idea was about uh, how do we help people, you know, buy right type of things for them. Right. When you go to the store, think about this is the time before we had like Instacart, before we had Uber Eats, before we had DoorDash. <laughs> you mm-hmm. had to actually walk to a store yeah. you know, to buy food and uh, you, you can click a button to get the food home. Yeah. That's the okay. world that, you know, some people, are, the old people are telling about. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <Yep. laughs> uh, we have forgotten it almost already. But anyway, like the idea was that, you know, you had these early, early phones that you know, had a camera and uh, you could point them into barcode or QR code and it would tell you whether this is, uh, you know, traffic like green, yellow, red. Oh. and we built the prototype of that and it, it we got the data together so you kind of know and then you could build like you know i want to be a vegan i want to be you know this type of diet or whatever so i can always kind of look at it i have these allergies i don't automatically knowing but it's felt too clunky
4: yeah I'm and sure.
2: there are multiple companies who did that and i think some people might even use them today they're kind of useful but they're not really that valuable because too much work to go you know like pointing your phone into every product you buy right. people have no time to do that sure so we just decided to sell the idea because it was the time wasn't really yet ready yeah it's and, a cool um, concept and, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's a cool idea i think and when when we sold then the better doctor later and, and and run another company in the space of you know access to care you know in a more macro sense helping the big health insurance companies government to to do better deals for medicare medicaid and, and helping like maybe 100, 200 million people a year accessing doctors better. So that was kind of a game we had done already. We spent 10 years in it. We took a year off and then we decided like with the same co-founder team more or less that, you know, what we're going to do next. And uh, it felt now like the right time to take that old idea back and think about it more. And we realized that the world was about to change this is before covid so we were mm. again like very different world you know three years ago yes yeah where, yes. where you know we, we we found out that you know people have more and more devices like the apple watch or the fitbit or whatnot so we're collecting more data about the body and we also have scales at home like blood pressure meters the glucose monitors are popping up now more and more mm-hmm. so we are collecting data and it won't take a long time before you know the apple watch for example it can collect not only your Steps and your heart rate and sleep, but also your blood pressure and your glucose monitor. So those are going to be the critical things that are telling us what food actually is good for you, what is impacting your body in a certain way, and not to do that once a year by blood work, but to do it real time
4: cool. and And the
2: second thing we realized that uh, and believe that you know the blood testing and the the whole idea of biomarker testing. I mean, you can take like a poop test or urine test or blood test or hair follicle or saliva. We can use the the the, the stuff from our body <laughs> and we can analyze it and we can learn awfully a lot about us. And that was usually in a way that you had to walk to a lab and, you know, visit the lab and they take a blood, whatever, big needles, whatever. <laughs> and now it's easier. You can, you know, you can you know take your poop and put it in the back. You can, you know put some urine into some you know thing and send it out or you can take a couple of drops of blood and send it out to the lab mm-hmm. that's now uh, working pretty well and we think and we believe still today that that is changing the world completely because now we're starting to collect this stuff not once a year maybe once in five years but mm-hmm. every maybe quarter right and um in a moment, it will be happening in a way that you again, you can actually do it at home. Like we all have done. This is before COVID. Right. But, you know, now we have done the nose swap and we get the results then and there. That, yeah. That was only only thing we had before. Think about was uh, basically pregnancy test. Yeah. That right. was at home. And that's right. a big deal, by the way. Yeah. yeah it's a huge deal. Yeah. And now we are gonna, we're going to see this happening in the next decade in a way that you can do almost all the testing at home. You don't need to leave. The price will be, you know, not 100 bucks, but 20 bucks. And That'd it be will be amazing. happening within five minutes, not in in a week. Yeah. So that's going to happen soon, and it will change again the way how we can take health into our own hands without huge cost or huge you know time sunk. And then the last one that you know we we firmly believed, and you know I know some of the people who were involved in the early you know Uber and 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 DoorDash and others, and I know that they were very bullish about this that you know everybody will buy food. At home and right now, I think the Instacart is going public uh, right now. So we have one of the companies now going there. But you know, it it really uh, it makes sense that you know I don't want to walk to a grocery store. I don't want to always walk to a restaurant and take you know take home, uh, but I can order it to home. And and we believe that that will be a big thing. And mm-hmm. of course, with the COVID, you know, it went from like 10% right. to half the people have now tried and used them all right. the time. Mm-hmm. It became a huge business. Like I think the Uber is now the the the, the food side is bigger than the ride business. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a big business. So so those are the ideas that we were thinking. And then we were like, okay, now we have more data about the human health. We now know, like my wife's case, you know, certain type of diet can help you. Uh, to maybe reverse a chronic condition like she had in autoimmune side. Same as, you know, with diabetes, like type 2 diabetes, you can reverse by food. There's a company called Verda Health that uh, we are lucky to be investors in that are helping now hundreds of thousands of people to reverse a condition that is irreversible by doctors right wow. by yeah. food right. unbelievable like i mean right. yeah so how many more things we can do and i think we're going to find now in the next 20 years when we get more information about our bodies with all these different devices these different tests that we're going to find out that we can do a lot more yeah um so the idea with elo is just this simple idea to take data from your body and use ai to find out what is the right what is the science saying what would be right thing for you to do and then, of course, understanding your goals, what you have. like I want to be highly performant, maybe on the on the bike or the or the wall or whatever. Somebody else wants to lose a couple pounds. Somebody else wants to live a long time. Mm-hmm. So how do we build the right model of nutrition for them and delivering that to their homes? And like you said in the beginning, we started with uh, with supplements, so we do customized personalized supplements based on blood work. We now also do a a powder that is, you know, could be protein carbohydrates it could also be electrolytes and supplements some people don't like to take pills so they would rather take uh, the powder and I do it every morning for example if I'm fasting and all the time we're going to go more and more into food so we're going to probably work with the food delivery companies like uh, like groceries and and the meals uh in a moment but the idea is to build this model and it's been really interesting to test maybe three two or three thousand people now and understand what their biometric tell us these are often healthy people like us here, mm-hmm. and uh, and many of them have issues on yellow and red that they did not know about.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I I had few, and I was been living like a monk. Many people say. <laughs> yeah. Yet I, I you know I was a I was a vegan. I was you know I, I trained twenty hours a week. I'm performing better than ninety nine point nine percent of my age group.
4: Yeah.
2: And still you know my, my vitamin D was like way too low. My mm. my iron was way too high, mm-hmm. and my uh, B twelve was was way too low. And yeah. those were able to we fixed them with the supplements, and I had never taken a supplement in my life before. Hmm. And I, I'm not a supplement believer in a sense. People are really surprised. it's it's a one thing in a in a one arrow in a quiver for me. Yeah, but it felt like really interesting that you know I felt different after we fixed those issues, and I was yeah. like, wow. I mean, I didn't know that. That's interesting. And we yeah. see that same happen to most people who come into lo today
1: wow that is incredible <laughs> like sign me up <laughs> yeah that's, what I was that's thinking. amazing and I like the idea that you know your hope is to make it more available to the masses and more affordable like you said you know right now I've I've done some lab work at home I've done food sensitivity testing where you do a blood spot for that um, I've done hormone testing where you can do like urine testing for that but it is so expensive. I mean, I think the food sensitivity test was probably about $300. The hormone test was close to $500. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, and, and for me as a nutritionist, when I'm asking my clients to do tests like that, it's hard because it's it's a pretty solid investment. And when you are in the health industry, you know it's worth the yeah. investment into your health, right? right? You know there's nothing that's worth more than your health. And so from my eyes, it's, it's absolutely worth paying the money to gain that data about my body. But for a lot of people, they don't have that mindset yet. Mm-hmm. and and it takes time to get there. I mean, I went to school for nutrition. <laughs> so, you know, I I have spent a lot of time learning about how critical nutrition is for the body, but most of the clients I'm seeing, they aren't starting from that place mm-hmm. of really understanding how critical nutrition is to their mm-hmm. to their health. And mostly they're coming to see me because they've been frustrated.
0: Because they don't feel good. Because they
1: don't feel good and they're not getting results with the standard conventional medical care. Um, And so I I love the idea of making those tests more affordable where it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to get somebody to be open to the idea of, hey, yeah, take this $20 blood test or this $50 blood test instead of hey spend the next 3 weeks collecting this data you know you're going to have to collect your urine every morning for the next 3 weeks and mm-hmm. then it's going to cost you $500 like mm-hmm. <laughs> so i really love the idea behind that um wow what a what a concept i know that's <laughs> incredible
0: so does your company you're in the bio testing area and then are you in cahoots with someone for the supplement creation, or are you both or part, or what's that? And also, is the powder, is there no sugar in it? And what do you use to sweeten it? Does it taste good? I have so many questions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, to un- unroll that, I-, I think a great point that um, that you, you both kind of alluded a little bit here is that um, the data itself, like we talk about steps, even they're very understandable. But, you know, the point that I said, you know, 10,000 steps was maybe this sort of a idea that somebody just came up with. Right. That might not have any, uh, I mean, it's not going to be bad if you do take, but is it yeah. 5,900 for you? Uh, we don't know. Right. It's yeah. Very, yeah. Pretty like, arbitrary. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the same applies to a lot of this data that, you know, we can do testing uh, and then we get the results. Most of the, often we don't know what to do about the data. Right. We don't know what, I mean, there's often like, even if you go to the doctor, you often get the numbers. Um, I don't think you really walk away often knowing exactly what that does it mean. What can I do about this? Right. Yes, I mean, if you have something on red, as many people have, mm-hmm. then the doctor will give them pills. Yeah, But the doctor will not be able to tell what to do if you're on the yellow. And most healthcare, sick care system today, we don't have, we have green and we have red.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: How bizarre is it that, you know, I go to my uh, healthcare provider, Kaiser Permanente here in Bay Area. Which is one of the best systems I think in the world in many ways, and mm-hmm. um, I walk in there, and they do my testing. I done my I do my testing every quarter, mm-hmm. and and suddenly my my A one C my blood sugar long value is five point eight. Wow, that was two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the value uh, of the threshold was changed from um, five point nine to five point eight or something, or five point seven. I think. Yeah. That if you're five point seven or eight, then you become pre diabetic. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have, uh, they have um, uh, 10 values on the last year, past years, that are 5.5, 5.6. 5, 5. And this was clearly an off value. I had done the LO test a uh, week before, it was 5.5. 5. Mm-hmm. So, because the off value, I still have a medical record telling that I'm pre diabetic.
1: Right, sure.
2: And they have that back data. And they fully well know that you know there can be you know, 15, 20% error in some of the blood tests. Mm-hmm. So, they have a bad reading. And that's why I'm now labeled. And then I'm, I go meet my doctor and the doctor is like laughing because we know each other well and he knows what I do. And, and he was like, well, you know, like based on this, I would need to kind of give you like a, like a reading manual what to do as a pre-diabetic and maybe talk about medication. Right. And he was like, that's silly because I know that, you know, you have a glucose monitor on and your glucose is never going over 90. You just right. happen to be a person that has a high A1C level as a default. I have had it for all my life
1: yeah how interesting so, mm-hmm.
2: so that was like the the discussion and th- this is the dilemma we have in healthcare or sick care we always label people how mm-hmm. many of the people who listen probably and many of the people you work with are in a they come to you because suddenly the doctor told them that hey now you're going to have statin or now you need to go and do this and that and that and people they don't want to do it or maybe they take the statin and they don't feel great about it there are many people who who don't don't love the feeling after they take, they take the status right. so that is the, the challenge in a way the yellow area is missing and that's what we spent about two years now at yellow to define what is the yellow area for different biomarkers for example and yeah. what can you do about it so you will not get into the red zone mm-hmm. and th- that's just the one kind of aspect that i think you know we have learned that you know is is very fundamental and the other point about the the information and how do we give the data the how do we make you believe? So we started in the beginning. We had no plan to do this, but um, over the years, we we added a, a team of dietitians who work with every customer one on one, and you have access to them on the on the phone. So there's a team of people like you, who are helping everybody one on one, and you can hop on a Zoom if you want, like this, and have a have a dialogue with them. And that has been a big help, I think, for many people because people need a real person. They need accountability. Yeah. and uh, what you bring printed the game always is going to be the accountability and of course your challenge is that you know you 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 have people that you know you are helping but you don't have enough time with them right. you m- would love to meet them every week but maybe you meet them every you know a few months and often you know people relapse and they they do the wrong thing mm-hmm. but if you could help them all the time and you would have an access to somebody daily, that would make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, what what are we hoping to do? And this is something that I, again, one of these things that we didn't know in the beginning, but now as we have this new revolution happening with AI, uh, we are hoping to, you know, work with other companies to develop the kind of a nutritionist in a in a bot <laughs> uh, or nurse in a bot that can help people then twenty four seven be there with okay. you all day long, wow. and we all know that that would be a f- fundamental difference in adherence mm-hmm. and outcomes mm-hmm. and um, feedback. I'm, I'm not yep. yeah and I'm not saying that you know you know everybody who who does what you do will be unemployed but I'm saying that I think if we could help because I look the data, there are only so many people who do you know one nutritionists or mm-hmm. dietitians and who work with people most people have never met a person like you mm-hmm. not to even to to talk to one and the people who you normally get to talk to are often in a hospital setting people right. who are already very sick Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they are maybe beyond help yeah. uh, or people like you who are helping you know, people who are, who are willing to they are, they are looking for you mm-hmm. but that's very few people and of course the, the price again is an inhibitor because it's expensive mm-hmm. so think about if we could get you know, your knowledge and your guidance to 200 million people today who are overweight for example mm-hmm. how big of an impact we could have into the world, not only in the US, but globally. We talk about you know, two billion people today or three billion people. Yeah, half of cool. the lives in the world. Though. So that's kind of the hope that, you know, I think tech could again, it could multiply the impact uh, by, by a million times.
4: Right. And wow. I'm
2: hopeful that that will happen because that could be one, you know, small piece of fixing this problem we have today, which is the metabolic syndrome that I mean, everybody are dying younger right. than the parents even. So that's not good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I look forward to a future that puts me out of business. That's yeah, yeah. That's what I always tell my clients, right? Yes. I mean, that's part of why I started the podcast was to have widespread yep. effects as opposed to, I, I love helping people one-on-one, yep. but what I was feeling is I see so many of the same problems over and over and over again. Yes. And if I could help spread the information on a larger scale, and maybe I don't... Just the
4: basics. I'm yeah. not
1: meeting with all of our listeners, right? There's like a thousand people listening in. But, um, but I'm helping and mm-hmm. spreading that information. So I look forward to the day when, yes. when people don't have to come and see me anymore because they're informed, their own. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they're informed and they're, they're, yeah, they've taken charge of their own health and they already know what to do and they know how to, I mean, for it just to be normal
3: mm-hmm.
1: and part of the normal healthcare for System. I'm imagining a future where people get the blood tests they need on a regular basis, get the dietary guidance they need on a regular basis. I would love to not have any work because it would mean that that people are finally getting healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are the what are some of the? I'm sure there's a lot, but what are some of the main biomarkers that you guys look out for at Ella? What kind of tests are you doing, and and how do those biomarkers? how, how did they help give people information about their bodies?
2: Yeah. So the testing is, um, is a one item that, um, we, we think is fundamentally important, but again, it can be too difficult to do for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people, they are afraid of needles. They, they really mm-hmm. don't like doing it more than one time, or if not, even that. Right. So we, we started in the beginning where we had like a, we mandated the blood test in the beginning, and then we had the consult with the dietitian and then we gave you products. Mm-hmm. And that felt like an interesting model to learn yeah. uh, but over time we found out that um, it's too difficult for people to do that. Hmm. Not everyone wants to have the test, maybe it's a cost inhibitive or whatever. Yeah. So now what we do we have enough data that we can we built an mm-hmm. uh, assessment we can do with people online that we get pretty close to the same results. Wow. And, cool. and they can get the, get the product um uh directly without the test and if they want to do testing later they can then make it more uh targeted. And also we are we are I hope next year early, we are enabling people to bring their own data. If you have your, you know, PDF uh, from a doctor already or whatnot, you could bring that data in and use it to make the product better. So we're trying to build all those modalities. And there's, of course, a lot of uh, uh, not easy to do because when you, if you bring your own data, then you could, you know, accidentally bring wrong values and we give you wrong product. It's nutrition, so it's not like medication, but, you know, it's still a risk that we need to mitigate and be very careful about. So the key the key things we test today are the same things that you get when you go to a conscious doctor, uh, like you know you would go to some of these more expensive private doctors. So we test your lipid panel, we look at your A1C, the, the, the marker for the blood sugar, uh, inflammation, homocysteine. That is a key uh, indicator for my wife, for example, on her health. And then vitamin D, vitamin B, iron. Those are the ones that we always want to look first because they are all really important factors mm. that are telling a lot about your health of course there are many many more like uh, ApoP, p uh, lp small a that are really good indicators of heart health and everybody should test those we are i hope we can add those soon there's a challenge that when you take blood at home you have a certain amount of blood you can collect and you can only you have the payload how many tests you can do from it yeah. so if we do more testing then we need to we need to do more you know collect more blood right. and it becomes more difficult to people to do so that's always a balancing act today and um, we also want to do testosterone we also want to do uh the thyroid hormone for women mm-hmm. those are the things that I think you know you want to know and um, and they will give you a really good overview of your health and if you do that every six months um I think you can take a lot of surprise away from your from your health yeah and I think you know okay you had a question about the, the kind of protein and the and the sugar mm-hmm. uh so we are, we're living in this world and I'm culprit <laughs> guilty. I'm involved in companies who use keto diet to, to help people heal, mm-hmm. like the diabetes, for example, the is using keto diet. Yep. I've been in that mode, um, uh, many years myself, and I still eat very low carb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we have taken this sort of a fear of carbs a mm-hmm. bit too far. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you look at the blue zones, you look at the Okinawa, mm-hmm. Sardinia, Loma Linda, the people eat actually you know, a lot of, you know, uh, slow carbs in the mm-hmm. you know, form of vegetables and stuff like that. So right. it's not necessarily bad. Right. Um, and I mean, I don't think if you eat keto, I don't think you're gonna only 100 years old. Right. I mean, yeah, nobody yeah. will like it because you're going to have, you know, other issues that come with it because the yeah. lipid panel, the, they will likely go higher up if you because you can eat keto as, uh, you know, bacon and eggs every morning and, yeah. and lunch and dinner and you will likely die pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can eat, only eat meat. And you know some people like it, but you know long term i don't i will, I won't bet on that one mm-hmm. so you need to have like this sort of a holistic you know yeah. um diet that you know we ate maybe you know maybe a thousand years ago that might be actually quite good for you yeah um so th- if you go too far you could do far yeah uh, so we we decided to you know let people make a call so if you buy the protein today, even if we see so we collect all your wearable device data. Uh, if you are willing to give it to us, many people do. Mm-hmm. So I, for example, I use a tracker when I go bike ride, tracker when I go surf, tracker when I go rock climb. And that is then telling Elo what I have done in my body. We also see my sleep data. We see my recovery. So the product is always, the protein is always designed every month based on what I have done. Mm. And also my my goals there. Yeah. And I can talk with my, my coach and my dietitian that, you know, what is my next month goal? So they can blend it based on that. And if, if I want, I can only have protein and maybe electrolytes and supplements, but automatically we, we do often recommend people carbs. Okay. Uh, we use low carbs as, a, as, a, uh, a fuel. If you want to recover, you need carbs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, just a fact absolutely. of life. Yep. Uh, and and then what, how we sweeten things, um, today we use monk fruit and okay. um, we use stevia and we have built this blend where we have only now, I think 30% stevia. And the rest is monk fruit, and it is very, very close to sugar. Okay. If you think about the the, the taste, is, yeah. And uh, I love monk fruit myself because it's really powerful, and we need we don't need to use a lot of it. Right. And I've been testing this for two years now. I can attest that you know your blood sugar will not rise at all if you are taking the one with no carbs in, even if it's, it's sweetened properly. And um, and we spent the last six months now redoing our flavoring for chocolate and um, and vanilla. And we found really nice vanilla from Madagascar. We found a really nice dark chocolate flavor. And I think they are now quite good. I mean, I'm, I'm very picky. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I really like what we did because the team spent a lot of time on this. And we got the sweetness now right. And, and soon, I think we're also going to be introducing a way where you can, you have an app, Hello App. And I hope soon you can also change the sweetness level hmm. or the intensity level on the app. So you can say, like, you know, like, I want to have less, more. So it's, it's really cool. personal as to you. And cool. every back we do, is it's hand-backed. Like every, every you know, pill pack is, you know, back for you, the right pills for you. Every protein is hand-backed for you. There's no other back like that in the world. Yeah. It's always made to order.
1: This is cool. like absolutely the future I, of I, I know, it's like breaking my brain how cool that is. Even when you're just talking about customizing the sweetness, that's so funny because yeah. I told my husband one time, because, you know, we, we bought a, a protein powder and it, it was sweetened with monk fruit which I don't like the aftertaste of monk fruit. And it also had some stevia in it. And I said, I wish I could order this with just the stevia. I mean, I like monk fruit for what it is and what it does. I just don't like the aftertaste Uh of it. It's like a personal taste preference. I was like, I wish I could just order this. Like, it doesn't need to be this sweet. I don't want it to be that sweet. Uh I just want to put it in a smoothie and I don't need it to taste super sweet. I I just want the protein from it. Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of the customizable where that actually yeah. i i was just kind of having this you know yeah. i i'm not so much of the entrepreneur where i'm going to go out and then create a company that does that uh-huh. but i <laughs> i take that and i'm like i wish i had a company that i could just tell them like hey yeah. the next order of protein powder you give me cut out all that extra monk fruit i don't uh-huh. need it you know
0: Ari is that man for us you <laughs> are create a business he'll, he'll he'll i did it i created it yeah i, I, I,
2: think, it. I think i love i love the point but you know there's also one thing because i had this same thinking about um um, uh, looking at the stevia and stevia often has this sort of metallic um, smell mm-hmm. and a metallic aftertaste and it's quite powerful at times. Yeah. And um, and we had that in, in last year when we had the first iteration of the protein and um, I went to a few flavor houses that these companies who only build flavors and uh, we went to one of these labs in a way and they had like 25 different stevias there. And I think we found uh, something like CREP A or, or no crap, wow. something CREP N or whatever. Like like one of the brand new ones, and it completely had no metallic taste at all.
4: Wow, and interesting. And same with the
2: monk fruit. I think you know you you often have this. You know you have a concept in your brain that came from maybe overusing or using some type of a product, and and these flavors have been evolving. And there are many, there are many of them. It's not one, but you often get this sort of feeling. Oh, I don't like it because I had it have a bad taste here and there, but then the, what we have today is completely different than you would expect. Probably, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's you don't you can't you can't, if I can do a sugar version for you, you won't see the difference. You won't feel the difference. Sure, except that your blood sugar won't won't rise.
1: Right. Wow. Wow. Cool.
0: This is really cool.
1: I I love this kind of discussion of the the future of of healthcare that we're getting into. Um, what we we. Discussed at the beginning, this idea of biohacking and the biohacking community and how to bring that to the masses. I always like to give our listeners uh, something they can do today. You know, with the information that they're learning on the podcast. So, how how do you how do we make this level of of really biohacking mm-hmm. available to the masses? And what does it look like for people who participate in the program? today mm-hmm.
3: I mean, um, what does it cost
1: yeah what is it if you don't mind sharing that information what does it cost what does the time commitment look like because I you know I want our listeners hearing this to be able to say okay cool that's something I want to sign up for or you know Ari says five years from now it'll it'll be more accessible mm-hmm. and I'll mm-hmm. wait for that kind of a thing so yeah. yeah tell 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 us what you're doing to bring it to the masses how it can be brought to the masses and what it looks like to be part of it today if people want to be
2: yeah I think the the first the biohacker word um uh, it, it, I don't know who coined the term but um, I was pulled into the world when I was working on the at Nokia on the step counter and I realized this I was looking for people like is this a common thing people know about and, and think and I found groups of people who were uh, some of them look very weird some of them were basically the same people who i had met in the early video game like you know very dark and uh and metal music yeah. and uh, and a lot of you know piercings and tattoos and whatever, like very hacker yeah <laughs> type of type of crew and then i went to the first you know biohacker event maybe i don't know 17 years ago one of the early ones There were like a few hundred people and you know people had like implants they had like a usb stick implanted in their skin yeah. and it's, it's pretty badass like i was like i this is pretty crazy <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't next want to level. be implanting stuff on my face metal whatever yeah uh and then that was kind of the, what the biohacker you know thing started from and you mentioned the the aura ring which is an interesting point because uh that ring was like a very prominent product in that early group the first ring was really big and bulky and and now it's of course sleek and beautiful but yeah. you know it took about 10 years to get there um, and it took them for a long time to, to go out of that biohacker realm into our fingers, normal people's right. fingers, because the biohacker group is like this sort of kind of scary. They're hardcore. I don't think anyone wants to be a biohacker. So, mm-hmm. so I don't really like it. got the lots word. of money. Yep. Yeah. And I don't use the word myself because I mean, it, it should be more just about this sort of idea that we, we think about the, the future. We think about the next 30 years or 20 years. You know, how old are you and how long you want to live? good life and we talk about more like help span not lifespan but help span like how how many good years you have left yeah. we don't want to be a decade uh, lying on a bed in tubes that won't be really good right. life but mm-hmm. the good life is like when you can go out and do things with your family with your with your friends and do things you love to do I mean we maybe we love to hike or we love to you know do something I and mean, I love to do like I, love, I climb big rocks and <laughs> do do badass stuff like that but you know that, I want to do that when I'm 70 yeah I hope I right. can and I have to really invest time today to be able to do that in maybe 25 30 years right so that that was the idea at LO like you know can we build a product for the people who are thinking like that um who are looking for the future they are they are willing to invest time and money into you know having good life right. in the long term and that's not everybody today yeah. many people would like to do it but they are not doing it because they have no time maybe they don't have the the money to spend or they just they just don't yeah and but i think many people would love to do it it yeah. would be easier so at Elo we've been thinking a lot about this like how do we build products that will be leading the innovation and and make them really cool like i've been trying to kind of give you some tidbits and um, I think they are kind of kind of cool what we have done. But the price point also is a challenge. Like, how do we get the price point to be relatively low? Yeah. And you know, you have some services are like, you know, I have a friend who runs a, a doctor clinic. You pay hundred thousand a year to be his patient every year, and you know, he has a five year wait list.
3: Gosh. So there are
2: people who want to pay hundred k a year, um, and you know, to get the best treatment in the world. And yeah. I mean, he's one of the best doctors in the world probably. And you will likely live ten years longer wow. if you pay that hundred a year. Yeah, like, likely not not guaranteed but likely wow. so we're not going to be that expensive and mm-hmm. we decided that you know we try to go into this sort of a market where the the supplement product for example where we do blood testing every six months we give you the dietism access and we give you supplements sent to you every month 99 dollars a month mm-hmm. so it felt like a 99 bucks is a lot of money uh but it's not like inhibitively high cost of right and i you think have that's very affordable <laughs> yes and, yeah. I, and then the protein we we priced at uh, at fifty nine dollars, and that also gives you access to a uh, code if you want to ask questions. You you can't do Zoom assessments but you can talk on the phone whenever you want. So that felt like a price point that is is again yeah. pretty high, but it's not like inhibitively high. Right. If you think about uh, like a good quality product, we also give you that is you know pure tested, uh, and you know our our whey protein is five times more expensive than the whey protein you buy in the normal TNC. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause if that would get rid of all my other supplements, I definitely spend more than $169 a month or a month on supplements. Definitely. So if that would wash all my need for the other ones away, that's an easy choice.
1: And that includes supplements and blood testing like yep. that price point. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I, what I always like to remind our listeners, you know, when we talk about, because probably as a nutritionist, one of the things I hear the most is well buying good quality food is expensive and I like to remind people well being sick is way more expensive, real expensive way more expensive yep. I mean I know what the bills look like for mm-hmm. for a quadruple bypass open heart surgery and mm-hmm. for, canc- for cancer for cancer treatment I mean you're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and and a world we're living in in which a minimum of about a third of the people are going to get cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's way more expensive to be sick. I think Mm -hmm. what becomes difficult for people is you're investing in the future. And Mm -hmm. so people are like, well, I'd rather save the money now, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to spend the money now to be healthy in the future because the future feels far away. And I think everybody is built with this sense of yeah, like, I'll deal with it when I yeah. when I come to it. Yeah. But really the idea is investing now mm-hmm. so that you have those extra years like like you said of <laughs> yeah. of actually enjoying life and we've talked about that in podcasts too health span versus mm-hmm. lifespan. And I like that you referenced that because we had an episode where we talked about the potential of living to 120 years and how many people hear that and are are like well i, I don't want to live that long because what they're picturing is living as this decrepit yeah. <laughs> mindless Sad, <laughs> vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Right. But what I'm talking about is the health span of living these rich, vibrant, healthy years doing like you said, Ari, of hiking like, with your family or rock climbing or riding your bicycle or camping or doing whatever yeah. that looks like yeah. to you and enjoying life. Cool. So I would, I would readily invest mm-hmm. money in having that kind of a future. So yes,
0: I absolutely. think the price point
1: it's exactly what you said for some people it might be out of the realm of possibility right now but it's not cost prohibitive for a lot of people especially if what you're doing is replacing your current supplements and frankly doctor's bills are expensive too mm-hmm. if you're going to go see a doctor so <laughs>
2: yeah and, and, and i love the point because you know i, I often say this to people that uh, one of the surprise to me uh coming from europe to the U.S. is that um, we have 120 million people today who are eating supplement pills every morning or every mm-hmm. afternoon, 120 million people, and and none of them know if they take the right ones or the wrong ones. Right. None right. of them have uh, any fundamental knowledge. It wasn't a doctor prescription. Uh, they listen to podcasts like this, or they read a book, or their friend told them about yep. something. And when we get people to to our side, we always ask them what they are doing today, and um many times if not the most times we tell people to stop doing something they do today hmm. because it's harmful and we are seeing we have this very interesting uh, data point on the blood biomarkers especially uh, related to vitamin d and vitamin b12 mm-hmm. uh, because we have people who are way too low and we we know those people they need to do something but we have also a group of people maybe 15, 20% who are way too high hmm. and they've been, they've been supplemented like, oh, like overdosing for many yeah. years. Yeah. And that is not good. We don't know really in science, like whether that will be the real harm. I mean, the B vitamins you, you pee out, but you know, the vitamin D could be as a, as a fat soluble could be actually negative for your health. Mm-hmm. And we have had people who are like off the values. We, we Like it goes so high that our uh, devices can't give you the value. And <laughs> we're like, well, I don't, what do I do in like, like, I get 50,000 IU vitamin D twice a day, or oh, whi- sure. twice a week. I'm like, come on, like that's like a like a treatment in hospital. Yeah, like, You can actually go to Amazon, I believe, and you can buy fifty thousand IU capsule of vitamin D. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. Like I mean, like, you normally need, like, 2,000. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's, like, like, you know, 20 times the dose, and like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. I and recommend
1: uh, those high doses only very much on the short term. We just talked about yeah, in a podcast yeah. where I said, three days max, and it's when you're sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so for people to do something like that regularly, and at the very least, even if it's not harming your health, you're wasting your money. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and vitamin, D, vitamin B is funny. Like, you know, you have a lot of people are doing IVs now in, in, like, New York and L.A., and, San Francisco, and they take IV. Like you know, it's fun that maybe you could to do it, like you know, when you are getting sick or at certain time. But you don't want to do it every day. Right. <laughs> like, come on, right? Yes, that's that's a silly. Yes. Um, so I think people are just like not knowing, and at least yeah. you know, what we're trying to do, at like, can we bring some sense into this world? Mm-hmm. And everything we do is, and we have like your PhDs and you know, real scientists, real doctors, who have vetted every program we do. When you go to the LO app, it will tell you. If you get a product from, or we recommend you a product, it tells you what is the scientific literature where it's based, you can read the studies then and there. Hmm. We try to make it evident. We have more supplements, even like NAD and others, MNR. We don't offer them today because there's not enough or any human studies yet.
4: Hmm.
2: Uh, we haven't taken any in vitro or any mice studies or monkey or hmm. dog studies. And none of those products are available at ELO because like, they might work. I mean, a lot of people believe in it. I take some of them. But I'm not willing to give, you know, thousands of people products that, you know, there's no scientific evidence.
1: It's a big the experiment. We are already doing
2: too many things to test people. Like many people became biohackers, really, because they're testing stuff that, you know, we maybe have tested on mice or or in a in a mm-hmm. Um So that's a worrisome thing to me. And I think once we go forward, and you know, there will be many, many, many companies. I hope like like Yellow, who are taking this data and then helping you to make the right decisions. Yeah. And I mean, many people spend already money on supplements, like you said, like I mean, like you know, more than a hundred bucks a month. Many people do that. And I like half the people are taking supplements daily. So people spend on average about 45 bucks and often they do it for low quality or the wrong things. Yeah. But if you think about the food, we spend far more on food, everybody. And the food is, I think once we get to the optimization or helping people navigate the food system better, it might not cost any more. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just people, right are, people have these habits. Yeah. So people have habits and, you know, because, you know, we spend, we, we buy really good food at, at our home. We, we mainly buy from farms directly, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we spend 20,000 a year or 30,000 a year on food. It's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everybody is spending thousands of dollars a year mm-hmm. on food. Mm-hmm. And yes, the food has been increasing in price with the inflation. I I think it's painful and it it's, I can really see the price difference. But still, today the food is lowest price ever in the history of people.
4: Oh. Like
2: food has never been this because we used to spend like twenty percent on food of our income, and now we spend like what five percent. Yep. So f- we shared food that stat unbel- before. Unbelievably cheap today. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we we complain about it, but at the same time, if we, if we believe as we do in the call right now, that it is so important for our health, like you can spend maybe hundred bucks more a month. And you could maybe live ten years longer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, we've we've actually shared that stat before mm-hmm. on this podcast because we was talking about like really time. what we pay for food is it's not food. I mean, it's this ultra processed. Mm -hmm. junk quantity created yeah Yeah, and then you know the reason it's only five percent of our paycheck now is because it's hardly got anything real in it Mm well you pay money for real food because it actually nourishes your body what it it, Mm -hmm. that's what it's meant to do um if you're not doing it already my suggestion for your food finder is to help people find local farmers Mm -hmm. too as part of it to get their food from because i know for for me that's a huge thing is like you, we buy most of our food, the majority of our food. We either grow it ourselves in our backyard or I we buy it directly from from a farmer. I mean, all of our meat comes directly from a farmer. And then you're not susceptible to things happening at the grocery store, right? To things being out of stock, to disruptions, to the food chain, because all of your food is coming from a local source. So if that's not already something you're planning for the food part of of the app, I think that would be a really cool thing to add in, is helping connect people to local suppliers of the foods that they need so they can buy directly. Because you do save money. Honestly, you do. I mean, when we buy meat in bulk, Mm -hmm. like we do from a farmer, when we buy a half cow share or a hog you save a lot of money because the price per pound goes way down anyway that's my Mm -hmm. suggestion for your food finder Mm -hmm. (laughs) super cool okay so is elo
0: if i'm like gathering this all right is elo available right now for people to do this or are you guys still like kind of growing it or where is it at today
2: uh, we're available with uh with the supplement the testing the coaching program in the whole country and okay. uh, the protein also available um the only, the only thing we can't do yet is uh, the testing in new york uh, mm. new york state has a very difficult uh, regulation on at-home testing and mm. and this i hope we can finally kind of overcome that next year but it's been t- you know two years in the making already <laughs> wow. so it takes a long time to get um, get the system in place that you can actually do it there nobody can really operate in new york today yeah if you think about home testing of, of blood and uh, we have a we have a really interesting new product coming out in, in uh, October this year. I can't really go into details, but um, it's really reinventing the way how we're going to deliver people nutrients. And uh, many people, they don't like taking pills, especially if you talk about like five or more pills a day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to build a new modality for that. That will be will be actually 3D printed in a new way and edible. So it will be really, really cool. But you know more about that um, in, in about a month, I, I can't get to talk too much about it.
1: Cool. I can't
0: wow. wait to find
1: out more about that.
0: You have been <laughs> a busy man the last few years doing <laughs>
3: okay. a lot of things. Uh,
1: how, wow. do, how do people find out more about LO if they want to participate in it? What, where should they go?
2: You just, just to go to the website, uh, elo, LO.health. Mm-hmm. Uh, not .dot com, but elo.health And and um, uh, Elo means, by the way, uh, in my native Finnish. It means life. So Elo gotcha. is, is life. So it's a, it's also the you know electric lighting orchestra, a great band from the, <laughs> from the eighties, but you know oh. it's, uh, not everybody knows that. And I'll it's also uh, yeah, Elo is also the chess algorithm. Um, elo score is the way how you rank you know players in chess. So yeah, uh-huh. it means few things. But Elo gotcha. is our our website, and you can buy the products. You know there and i think you know we we always have some you know some offers for you know people who are who are coming first time uh for the first month to you know learn about try it out and uh we we love for feedback i mean we are we are really trying to build uh, something that you know could be applicable to millions of people and it takes a long time to build something that you know is working properly so we've been already we added the, the the coaching we added you know it uh, changed the way the blood testing works, We've been a lot of, you know, modifications because people feedback. So yeah. mm-hmm. please send a note and I'm easy to find, uh, Tula, you know, if you Google my name, I think I'm the first 50 pages. So I don't think there's anyone with my name in the <laughs> world. So I'm the easier to find than most people.
0: wow. This is wild. There is such a, like when I first heard of like your product of like, oh, we can biotest you and then we give you supplements. In my mind, I'm like, it's such a a huge scope of an undertaking. I'm like, well, how would you know it's the right for you? How do I know that like the product is quality and like the, the nutrition you're giving is actually like quality? But like here you talk about it being tested and how it's the technology and the AI and all of it. I'm like, oh, my word, like this really is like. As much of a miracle as my brain can't understand. Like <laughs> it's that's like really
2: think, cool. Well you can you had a you had a question earlier, sorry, I think yeah. you didn't answer it. But you know, that's a that's a really good point. And let me just iterate briefly because I think um nobody could do this alone. Um I mean you got I mean we are basically taking a, a task of you know being the you know, we are creating products, we actually finding and sourcing raw materials. Like I talked about the the monk fruit, like we mm-hmm. talk with, you know, people who make monk fruit. And, and then you go all the way into, um, you know, how do we collect the blood? How do we build the blood testing kit in a proper way it works? Um, and then we have to think about the, the scientific model. Like how do we build a brain that can understand, uh, your information in a context and then provide you the right recommendation and then send that out. To... So there's a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. and we decided in the very beginning that, you know, our swim lane uh where we play is really the uh, we call it Elo brain so we are building the AI model and um, I have spent about you know three years now to go around the world and meeting different companies and, and trying to find partners so we have five partners today who actually make the products so we, we don't have a factory of mm-hmm. of you know grinding uh, uh C vitamin for example mm-hmm. We we work with you know the most reputable people in the world and we found amazing partners who are able to do products in this unique manner because every product Elo has is made to order for you and it comes in a bag with, with your name on. So if you I saw the protein for example. So the first thing you see on the on the back is basically you know, your name. Mm-hmm. So it is absolutely it, it's made to you two days before or one day before you get it. Wow. Um, so it's not only, you know, and many people kind of have personalized products mm-hmm. and, and they maybe have like 15 different versions and then they, they put a sticker with your name on top. Right, and that's a very common way of like you know beauty and cosmetics, like you know hair products or whatever you have now. But we actually decided to make these made to order uniquely to you only, and that is really hard to find people who can do it. There's only only a few companies in the world who have that ability. Right, and now we're growing together with those. And 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 I don't think you need to be that specific, but I mean if you can do it, then it opens up the world where you can actually do some things like the flavor profiling or the intensity or the sweetness. You can actually do that because you are ma- you don't have 100,000 backs sitting in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Right. We have 100,000 empty bags sitting in a warehouse that we're going to then back by hand when you make an order. Right. So that is the uniqueness about this. And, and then it, it becomes more real in a way. It becomes more like you go to the farmer's market or to the farm and you're picking the carrots that you like or the blueberries. Mm-hmm. It becomes more kind of artisanal. And it beca- keeps me honest as a CEO, as a founder. Like, how do we build the product? Because you know, you give me feedback. I can go back to the line, and we can talk about what was done. And even like here in the in the back, there's a name of the person who backed it. We know that you know this was big. Big by able was doing this back. And there's like a hundred people who are backing this. and but there's a name. Like we have accountability level who backed the product.
0: That is great. I feel like. My I'm such a simple Iowa girl. Like I even when computers came out, I'm slow to jump on all this kind of stuff. And this feels so forward thinking. It like gets I need to take a moment to like let it settle in my brain. That's it's it's really quite astounding and really neat.
1: Well, I love I love the idea of it. And I think for all of our listeners, you know, if this is if the future we've described in this episode, this this future of healthcare sounds appealing to you then be one of the first investors, right? Come, you know, I think check out the company, see if it's a good fit for you because the more we can support the forward thinkers, Mm -hmm. the more we support forward thinking. Mm -hmm. And that helps reshape the healthcare system. And so if you are listening today and you have ever felt in your life like the healthcare system is lacking or is broken or hasn't helped you, then the way you change that is you vote with your dollars mm-hmm. and you invest in the people who are doing it right because that is what makes it more accessible mm-hmm. to the masses is is the more people that buy into it the more accessible it becomes the more affordable it becomes because they have the volume they need Mm-hmm. To support the production without having to have a really high cost from the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a totally cool concept. So I yeah, encourage anybody totally cool. whos who's listening, whose interest is piqued to at least go check it out and see mm-hmm. if it's a good fit for you. and and in the, I mean, that's what I do is I try and support, the people who are doing it right, the companies I like, the small businesses, the local farmers. I do that in order to invest in the future for our kids because yeah. we're creating their world today yeah. with our dollars. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Um, well,
2: thank you so much. I, I really appreciate yeah. you know, the, the shout out. And I think you're so right about the fact that, you know, and you guys know the nutritional world better than I do. And, um, and you know the fact that it, it, it's so noisy. Yeah. There's so much, so many people shouting, there's so many products out there every day, new mm-hmm. new ones. And uh, I mean, there are a lot of good companies, but there are also a lot of, you know, people who are building another, like, just another flavor of the of the same old, same old, mm-hmm. that is not going to help uh, us to be any better. Right. And mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really hard to get the word out. I mean, you know, you can only have so much, you know, space on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I love to do, you know, podcasts because it's great to talk to people and I can't explain the whole ELO story in a 15 second TikTok video. Right,
4: <laughs> right. I can right. tell
2: one thing, but you know, I mean, in in this format, I think we can we can kind of go deeper. Mm-hmm. And um, and I also I'm I'm trying to really be a catalyst myself for more and more people to get to work in in things like health and nutrition mm-hmm. and many people, you know. You no, know, they they love making video games, and you know they ask me about how do I get to work in in that field that you worked for a long time and made a big impact. So for me, that's a great question. But you know, also like why do you like if you have an opening in a video game company today, you might have 150 people applying every role or 2,000 people. Whatever. Yeah. But if you have a role opening in like you know in a in a healthcare company, you might have like five people <laughs> applying for a role. Right. So we need the great brains to work in these fundamental big problems that yeah. are, I think the one is this, you know, fact that we are, we are getting sicker, heavier mm-hmm. all the time. We are not living as long as, you know, our parents might have, that's a very unique time and we need good brains to help on this. Mm-hmm. It, it's fixable, but not simple. Right. Mm-hmm. We also have the big problem with the environment. That you alluded already a little bit that you know we we need to do something about the fact that you know we are we are polluting the world too badly for our kids and their grandkids or their kids and kids and so forth mm-hmm. we need to do something about it. it's our time to do it yeah. we are in charge, it's not somebody else like you can't look in a mirror that somebody else will do it you have to do it mm-hmm. and and then lastly of course i think you know we are we are just very divided um uh, not the only us but in globally i mean people are feeling bad and i mean most people i mean it's really the cycle like you know mm-hmm. are you sick are you getting sick? Are you getting overweight, obese because of you know you are eating? No, I think it's more about stress internet. Yeah. It's all about in the mind. Mm-hmm. If you can fix your head and you know find something that you know makes a difference for you. And you know, I I, I why I talk about this, I will talk earlier on today, is that you know I have a kind of mission in life, but it's not like given. I mean, I'm I'm lying to myself to believe in the stuff I told. And that's why I I have a kind of goal in life. You know, it's like a religion. Like you know, it's it's just this sort of a masterful lie in a way that yeah. we li- we believe in, and that makes us be better humans. Mm-hmm. But you can you can tell tell your own narrative to yourself, mm-hmm. and in the end, I it's kind of maybe black and white to say it, but it's about I'm really good at lying to myself, and motivating myself, and finding meaning in things, and that helps me to be. You know, I wake up in the morning. I'm I'm super excited every morning. I i I really love what I do every day, yeah, and I think about that almost the most my my screen saver says here, what is the most important thing today? Mm-hmm. and that's how I live my life every moment,
4: yeah, I, I
3: love, love that.
0: it. I just heard on Andrew Huberman, do you watch Andrew Huberman? He said yeah, yeah, of course he's amazing, anyway, he just had a guest on that said happiness is. Um, the people that are, who are the most happy have agency and gratitude. And I feel like you have full agency of all like the things in life that you can affect for the better, which is really, really cool. Um, and then also a grateful heart with it too. is really neat, but absolutely, I, um, uh, okay. Wait, I have another, qu- I feel like we're wrapping up, but I still have so many questions. So I'm just going to like shoot them at you here. Um, number one, I think the LO, the real, the coolest part is that you're going to get to the masses. But you're getting it to the masses for the individual like bio needs, which is super cool and like can like blow up my brain. It's so cool. Um oh gosh, what was my question? Oh, with Elo, is it fully nutrition? Or is it also lifestyle can like the brain of Elo kind of also be like, and you need to walk a little more or you need to quit smoking or, or is it just strictly like what your biometrics are like, you need more vitamin B or more protein or, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good question. And like I already said that, you know, in my belief, um, the, it, it will start from the brain mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, sleep is very important, mm-hmm. recovery, uh, movement and being in nature. You don't need to. But if you sit all day long, you could get sick. But if you even walk, you don't need to run or go fast, mm-hmm. you know, be outside, move. And and we decided that, you know, what we do and I think you, you said it well already. It's very difficult what we do. There's a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. and um, we have to pick the, the swim lane. What we do, mm-hmm. which is the brain development and building this system. And, and then if we go beyond the nutrition lens, so I have, I have, you know, I use, you know, glasses, so I put the glasses on my, my glasses and lens is always about nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, that is the viewpoint. I look at the world. I look at you and mm-hmm. your data. Mm-hmm. Somebody else like aura will look at from uh, recovery.
0: Sleep and that. Yep
2: sleep and yep. then you know somebody else will look at from other like you know whoop will look at more from the perspective of like activity and performance yeah mm-hmm. so we just need to kind of pick the all our battle yeah and um, and i mean of course you know when you have a coach i mean like my coach at, at elo is uh, is uh, a lead dietitian in one of the top university programs for sports who was helping thousands of people to get the nhl and nfl and NBA and elsewhere. And he was helping all those athletes. Mm-hmm. And now it's that ELO helping people like me. I mean, if I ask him about something that is about, you know, training related, I get the feedback. But that's not inbuilt in the system in a way that I'm. And I think it's important to think about this. And why I love the aura, I mean, they're from my hometown in Finland, you know, I know the guys for 30 years. So that's why I got involved early on. And I've been often there, you know, when they were making the early decisions and and, and saw how they made them. And they made decisions, for example, that this drink, it it does not have a light or LED. Mm. It does not have a motor to vibrate. There mm. were many other companies who added the Vibra because, you know, it was kind of cool to have it in your finger and it could wake you up.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But none of that worked
4: mm-hmm.
2: because it is the best thing about this is it, the battery lasts seven days and it is ambient. It is there for you and it looks kind of cool, mm-hmm. but you don't need to do anything. You don't need to look at the data if you don't want.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: They're not bugging you they nuts you a little bit, like, "Hey, you, maybe you're gonna go to sleep earlier," because um, we can dwell on this an hour, no more. But you know, in sleep, only thing that works, only thing, is to go sleep earlier. <laughs> that's the only thing that you know scientifically works. Uh, yes, you need to have the right environment. You can take a hot shower. You can do the sauna. You take the magnesium. I do many of those things. Mm-hmm. But if you go to sleep an hour earlier, like I did last night, I was re- really tired. Uh, I had a long day with uh, with partners. Um, I was like. Really tired. I went to sleep at 10.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I woke up six this morning. I felt amazing.
4: Yeah.
2: One hour earlier, mm-hmm. and I feel much better. So yeah. that's just the kind of the point that, you know, at, at, at ELO, also we are really trying to be. Uh, and many people, like when we, we tested new ideas, and they come to us and say, it's not your task, your job at ELO to tell me what to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Give me the tools. Yes. Help me when I need help, but mm-hmm. don't tell me what mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. True. So, so in some points, they. Tell me what to take, what to eat, what nutrition to have, what kind of pills to eat. Mm-hmm. Tell me that and tell me when to take them exactly. I'll do it. Yes. Tell me when to take the protein. Like we automatically remind you after workouts that, you know, you need to take one scoop or two scoops or no scoops.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: We do that automatically. And many people love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that we have to do subtly mm-hmm. because, you know, it's up to us. We own this body. This is my temple. Yes. yes. And if I do too much, then I think I'm going to alienate the people mm. who really care about this. Yeah, There's a really true. tough thing. And yeah. I've been crafting and building, you know, many, many, many products over the years. Mm. And you always have to work together with the users and the members and really listen to them. Mm. And don't do the thing you think is right, but do the thing that they think is right.
4: Right. Mm. Yeah. Like
0: Makes giving sense. the feedback is helpful, but when you tell someone... To what to do. That's like me. It's like, don't tell me what to do. Then I'm, now I'm going to burn the house I was going to say, yeah. you don't like yeah, that. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. But you're right. If you give me feedback and some scientific data, then I can figure it out myself that I feel smarter. I feel empowerment. I feel ownership. Now I'm going to do it. Oh, that's good psychology.
3: I like it.
2: I think about like one example that's really interesting that, you know, I was in a meeting um, almost 20 years ago when we were building the, the first, you know, the smartphone or type of smartphone at Nokia. And we were in this meeting, I was like just listening. I wasn't really involved too, too much, but, you know, it, it came up that, you know, okay, we have this new experience that came. This is like the first time email came to phone. And uh, the, the team was like talking about casual, like, okay, how should we do it? Like SMS was about to be invented. And SMS, they decided that, you know, every time you get an SMS, there will be a sound. Because it was like this sort of unique way to communicate and we need to kind of let you know about it. And then the discussion went on and okay what do we do with email are we going to do a sound or not Mm -hmm. and the the person or the the designer the lead whatever was like with a lot of empathy that you know no i don't think we're going to do a sound for the email because you know it's not it's not really that that immediate Mm -hmm. not related to the phone so much it can be multiple devices Mm -hmm. and this was a long time ago and and they decided that no no sound for email and if they would have decided sound for email we would probably have it still today iPhones bling every time you get an email. Mm -hmm.
0: All day. Bing, bing, (laughs) bing, bing.
3: bing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, that would be a really bad experience. Right. And um, so that it's just like this empathy we have and we need to have every day when we think about building anything new for other people than you. Like, it will start always from the empathy. Like, what what are the people feeling? What is the right thing to do for them?
0: Mm -hmm. So smart. So smart. It is true. Even with my Apple Watch and my steps. It, the steps I check myself and I'm like kind of addicted to it but it my watch will tell me to stand up and then I'm mad about it it's like one more stand for your stand goal and I'm like how do I turn this off and I don't know how I mean I should ask my husband I don't know but but yeah you're right I'm annoyed when it tells me anyway yeah
1: that's why I like the aura ring because it yeah. I I check in when you want to when I want to I yep. check in and especially I mean my daughter is 12 weeks old now or she just turned three months actually um and i was a little bit annoyed with the like uh with the aura ring just because okay. i was like it was telling me how bad my sleep was you know and i'm like i'm glad this isn't sending me notifications or telling me to move when i'm sitting on the couch with my daughter sleeping on me like yeah. i can't <laughs>
0: i'm not moving
1: yeah. <laughs> that's what i liked about it is i was like yeah i'll check in what i want to but right now i'm in a different phase of my life so i don't want you barking at me to stand up and move every hour <laughs> well anyway well, i'm yeah we want to respect your time yeah. and make sure you get out of out of here when you need to but this has been such a fun conversation. I have loved. Yes, my brain
0: hurts. I'm going to go think about it. Dreaming
1: about the future <laughs> of healthcare with you. And so thank you so much, Ari, for your, your time today. And yes, we've really appreciated yes. having you on. This was cool. This is yes. exciting. So what a
0: pleasure to meet you. Thank you for your contribution to the world and your future contribution as these next couple years come out. And this becomes more of like a household name. It's really neat. So thank
1: you, Ari. It was really good to meet you.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. and And great conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And for our listeners, make sure to check out LO. health. And, you know, thanks for listening. Thank and
0: you. go be Renegades. Go be Renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast.
1: Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be Renegades! Go be
3: Renegades!